If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Basically, it's me, Stephanie. As you know, I am on leave at the moment, but we have decided to re-release an episode from our archive that did really, really well in 2021. So have a listen. If you've listened to it already and you remember it, share it with someone who you think might enjoy it. And if you haven't listened to it, you're in for a treat. Hello and welcome to Basically, I am your host, Stephanie Preisner. I just want to, at the top of the episode, because some people don't listen to the end of the episode, tell you that we're doing this new thing with BOMA, which is really cool. The bonus material for those of you who subscribe to the podcast and pay five euro a month. We're doing these Zoom hangouts. So once a month, you'll get a link. And then we do this Zoom hangout where you can come in, ask me questions. We have a chat. You know, we just kind of get to know each other in a in a more intimate way. And it's really lovely. So if you want to become a Headstuff podcast member, you can go to headstuffpodcast.com and sign up. Um, but today's guest, this is one that I got a lot of in my DMs. Can you please help me? I'm trying to date. And I was like, how can I help people who are trying to date and having no luck with online dating or surviving the apps like Tinder or Hinge or Bumble or whatever it is. So I got Fergal in and Fergal is from Intro Matchmaking. I'll let him introduce himself. But uh, yeah, he's a matchmaker. Thank you for coming to the studio, Fergal. This podcast came out of a girl messaging me saying that she had been on all of the dating apps and was exhausted and depleted from the experiences that she was having and did I have any male followers who would like to go out with her and she gave me her age her location and that was it she was like do you want me to tell you some of the things that I like in a man and I was like no no just your age and location I'm not a day like I'm not getting into this and then I had I think I only have about six male followers but two of them messaged me and were like I'm single I'm in Galway and I'm in Kerry and so I matched her with one of them and then loads of people were like I'm the like match me and uh, so I kind of sent one to the other but it was literally just based on age and location (laughs) so I don't know that they had any success I haven't heard back but because of that I thought that I would reach out to you Fergal Mm -hmm. matchmaker extraordinaire do you want to tell us a little bit about who you are and what your business is or your line of work absolutely thanks for having me Uh, so Fergal Harrington is my name I set up intro matchmaking with my wife Rena uh, 10 years ago actually this year Um, was that kind of before Tinder or uh, take us to the timeline no, it was the, the online dating was was very prevalent, but people were starting to become jaded of okay. the uh, the rat race. That is, they were jaded know, ten years ago. Honest to God, God. yeah, yeah <laughs> no, it's, it's gotten an awful lot worse. Um, so we just saw kind of a niche, and we thought, Do you know what, an awful lot of people in Ireland are very hypersensitive about privacy and confidentiality. They don't want the whole world and some other knowing their business. So let's become, you know, Ireland's top totally private and confidential dating agency. That's almost GP surgery esque. So we in terms of like GDPR and privacy, yes, 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 because Johnny doesn't want Mary knowing what's going on, and everyone's very, very, very hypersensitive about privacy. So much so that we have seven page long terms and conditions. So right, no one okay. gets your surname, photograph, or phone number, and nothing goes online. And the whole, I suppose, the attitude is it's okay to be on Tinder or Plenty of Fish or Bumble or whatever. Because you can get away with the Irish way of saying, sure, I'm only having the crack. I don't care if it works out or not. Yes. You can hide behind that humour, that sense of humour and that wit. Whereas if you join a dating agency, it really says to people, I want this. I want a long-term relationship. And that it's scares... a really vulnerable place to yes. be. Like. And the fear of it not working out and potential disaster that may ensue really scares the crap out of people. So people often shy away from it. So that procrastination becomes a massive, massive issue and people just put it on the long finger and use all sorts of reasons as to why they're not going to meet anyone because, oh sure, I'm too busy with work. I couldn't do that now. Sure, I'm looking after my elderly father. He has dementia. I hear that all the time. Uh, So we said, no, take away the issue of everyone knowing your business and people will be more willing to give it a try. It'll certainly be a big obstacle out of the way. Oh, yeah. This is safe and this is private and we know that you're vulnerable, but we're going to protect you in that. Yes. And we vet everyone. We verify everyone's identity. We know that the intentions are honourable of every single person. So we don't take everybody on. So 10 years ago, we... Yeah, we was in a recession. Rena works in, worked in radio and uh, I was in sales, I was in property and we thought our friends are all complaining about the fact that they can't meet anyone genuine and that they're seeing all these people who are, you know, 
not in the right headspace or looking for things that are completely outrageous and have expectations that are bonkers and they don't like me for me. And we said, oh God, like we have loads of people that we know that we could easily hook up and they would be right for each other. And then we were in the bar in Gibney's, uh, where Rena was with her friends and she saw this guy, 42 or 43 year old guy, dressed well, all the rest, just slugging pints after pint after pint. Yeah. Building up the courage to try and approach somebody. Approach like a stranger or yeah. he was waiting for someone to join? She like, thought he was waiting for okay. uh, his mates or a gr- or his girlfriend. They never arrived. Okay. He was trying to pluck up the courage, Dutch courage, to right. approach the other person. And so Rena said, Jesus, I definitely have loads of mates that would be absolutely delighted to meet this guy. Um, so then we were walking the dogs and we said, what about a matchmaking agency? And we said, what? Everyone's going to think we're crazy. And everyone did think we were crazy. They said, what are you doing? You're quitting your good jobs and she has a good job there and radio and all else. And what do you ask your mat? Like ambition? Yeah. Or drive or what are you doing? Stay where you are. Stay down. Stay down. <laughs> but you didn't. No. And so. So at the start, like that story from Gibney's yeah. makes it sound like it was based on like, he looks well and he has his shit together. So sorry for cursing. Yeah. Um, but I could match him with loads of people. But surely now that naivety has gone and you know that it's not just about looks that people <laughs> yeah we weren't saying that that guy would be the most amazing incredible uh, gentleman ever and he's going to get married to uh, Rena's mates just that he's an approachable type guy he was dressed well he was looking smart and you know it was surprising that he needed so much alcohol yes. to acknowledge that and approach a woman but it's massive and I'm hearing that every day all day for the last 10 years what I don't want to approach women because they treat me like dirt when I approach them they they really speak down to me or I have to pluck up my my courage my Dutch courage so I'm going to drink my face off and then at 1 o'clock in the morning I'm okay to do it but then she's like oh, I don't want to go near you you're falling yeah. all over the place go yes. away so <laughs> um, there's a way in which people can uh, decline or reject people and it, it has to, people need to be aware that their actions and their words really affect um, the guys and that's on that, sorry, just uh, yeah, because on. the American thing, everyone's like, oh, why aren't you more American? Why don't you just come up and say, yeah, bravado, blah, 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 blah. Irish guys aren't like that and they need, unfortunately, the Dutch courage to do that. But when they get rejected, they think, well, feck you, I'm not going to do it again. Yes, so okay. no one talks to anyone. And I'm not sure that the American way, I went out with an American for four years and that, on and off, and that, <laughs> um, that American bravado thing, it's not really something that Irish women respond no. very well to either. no. Take it a, a tiny bit tiny of it, tiny bit of it. Yes, yeah, a nice balance of not being so shy and not being so guarded and protected that you actually don't talk and you're mute. But also, I don't want to hear your life story within the first thirty seconds, American boy. Yes, okay, just or, a little bit. Or your, or, or or another thing that I noticed in America is I was having lunch in Whole Foods in America once, just sitting by myself having lunch between meetings in New York, and this guy just sidled up to me. Mm sat next to me and it was one of those you know like like a lunch table thing where yeah. you had to like climb into oh. the table like a bench and he was like hey I'm uh, on my lunch from Bloomingdale's I'm selling perfume in there um, <laughs> I was just wondering I get off at seven would you like to go for a drink and I was like oh my good god <laughs> like I don't, I don't know what to say you're alright and he was like I have an apartment up there and then like basically told me like his his financial situation yeah, they all he had a house he had an apartment and he had a 401k which is a pension I, I was like oh you need to back off man yeah 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 um, so come here let's get down to business because yeah. dating in COVID times mm-hmm. it's really difficult for people I know a lot of my friends who are single particularly because so I'm 32, 33 and girls my age who are single are really feeling sort of a, one a biological pressure mm. to meet someone and then there are people who are younger who are like this is the fun part of my life like, and I, I can't meet someone and they're all on the apps apparently according to word on the street the apps are just a nightmare people are either having conversations with 16 different people they're not responding for days or weeks and then it's just bland conversation with you know time markers in it like how was your Tuesday what's your Saturday looking like how's the week going it's like and no one has anything to talk about because Mm. everyone's just working from home how has like when you were getting phone calls Mm pre-COVID to be part of your um, intro matchmaking service and now the calls that you're getting what what differences have you noticed people are an awful lot nicer people are an awful lot more grounded in terms of their expectations. People in the past um, were extremely demanding. And Can you give they, me an example of like a call from the past, pre-COVID? Uh, you know, I, I, I only want to date someone who's over six foot. I only want someone who's... Male uh, or female? 
Like, so this is a woman ringing. This is a wo- okay, yeah, this is a woman. Uh, he has to be over six foot. He has to be a, a third level uh, educated uh, gent. He has to be from and living in certain parts of Dublin. Oh, well. He has to uh, be um, in, a, in a very good job. I like either doctors, lawyers or accountants. He has to be well-traveled. He has to be into fine wines. You'd get you'd get stuff like that, or you'd get, and then this might be it. That might be it. Okay, thirty to forty year old person. And are these people saying this, being like, "Well, I prefer no." Or they're just being no, like, demands. "You need to go and find this." I'll pay you, Fergal, if you get me what I want, and they treat it like they're buying a ordering a Deliveroo, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and you can do that when you're looking to buy a house. Uh, and I used to sell houses, and it was fine. You wanted a certain location, you want five bed. South facing, whatever. You can't do that when you're looking for a future husband or wife. And that's what people don't realize. And they just say all these things because online has gotten so transient and so dismissive. Uh, people are able to just dispose of people. If I'm, I don't like the look at your man, he, he doesn't work out as much as your man too. I'm eating tomorrow. So they don't pay attention to the actual here and now. They don't give it their all. They just, they just dispose of people. And that's why people feel so worthless online. And that's why people are jaded. And they ring me. And the most frequently asked question to me is, with people who are online are are there any decent people left out there and I say yeah Mary yeah Johnny but where are you looking and they say Tinder and Bumble I'm like well there you go you're on a free dating app you're swiping right and left your images are filtered to the nth degree you don't look like what you look like you're going to be not answering back within 30 seconds, the guy is going to call you a, an absolute mess of a person. The abuse that people get online really shatters the confidence levels to such a level that they're not capable of actually dating almost. And I wonder, is it the people, is it the people that are on, let's say, Tinder or Bumble or Plenty of Fish or just the fact that it is Tinder or Bumble or Plenty of Fish? Because surely if Mary's ringing you and she's been looking on Tinder and then you find out Mary's a lovely person yeah. and you match her with someone, then that must play out for other people who are on Tinder and Bumble and Plenty of Fish who are very nice people. But it's actually the format of the app itself, which is like when you go onto Netflix and you want to watch something and you come out after scrolling for 30 minutes being like, I don't want to watch anything. I want to shoot myself in the face. Yeah, it's way too transient. It's way too easy to dismiss people like they're just uh, another... It's, it's like it's a shopping list. And okay, that's so what, what is your solution then? What is the what do you, should people change if they're listening to this? They're on Bumble, Tinder, Plenty of Fish, Hinge, whatever, and struggling. Yeah, if you're looking for a long term meaningful relationship with a view to marriage and kids and the whole shebang, you need to really question where I am, what I'm doing, and if I'm on a free dating app, what other people are involved in this. Are the majority of people over the last two years that have been doing the same thing over and over again, are they saying the same things? Are are they being as rude and as mean as as the next? And if they are, they need to change things up. That's the problem. People continue putting themselves through torture and hoping that it's going to have a different result. And it doesn't. So if you're looking for something long term, you need to put yourself into a pool of like minded individuals that you know are looking for the same future goals as you are. And as nice as some people can be on Tinder, you have to kiss an awful lot of frogs in order to meet the prince. And that's why people, if they're not mentally in the right headspace to be able to cope with and have that resilience to deal with random Johnny who's going to call you a, a fat mess, which they do all the time. If you're not able for that, get off it because it's going to ruin your you know, your confidence levels, absolutely destroy them. And it does. And before they end up calling me then, they say stuff like, I tried this and I thought it was going to go well, but then it didn't. So that's why I'm calling you. But they're so upset with how mankind has treated them they're almost not in the right headspace to actually involve themselves in a relationship and that's why I say get off before you become insecure and that's the major major bit of advice put yourself into a pool of like-minded individuals that are looking for the same future outcome as you that's why people come in here and they pay us we have eight staff members we have four and a half thousand people on the books and it's and while it might seem like there are like-minded people on Tinder and there are plenty of people meet people on dating apps um, it just is such a diluted pool because mm. it seems that so many people are not looking for something serious. Oh, yeah. Because I have friends who have like gone on dates with people that they met online and then after several days they're like, look, I just, I don't want a relationship. Yeah. It's like, what are you, what have you been wasting on monopolizing oh, yeah. my life for? But that's the thing, w- w- women will know uh, and they'll plan ahead much better than guys will and um, they'll say, okay, I'm going to be married by maybe 36. I'd like a child in a year after. Guys are like plodding along up until they're 40, 42, and the Peter Pans ring me every single day and they say, oh, Ferl, do you know what I'd like? All my mates are all settled down and they're all, they've got kids now and I'm going to christenings every other week and I'm sick of it. I'm happy for them, but I'm sick of it. I don't have that. I want that. So I'd like to meet a nice 25 to 30 year old. And I was like, Johnny, you're 42. 
So you need to think of these things when you're in your 30s, not when you're 42. Right. And you can't just click your fingers as a guy thinking, I'm a guy and I can have kids whenever I want, so she has to be 20, 25. So he often says, when I say, no 25-year-old woman has ever called intro matchmaking and said, you know what i like? A 42-year-old man. <laughs> so I said, would you believe, Johnny, the women have a choice here too, so cop onto yourself. And so, he's and when like, you speak to them like that, how do they respond? I don't quite say cop on, but yeah, yeah, in a way I do. And uh, he gets annoyed. He gets all screw you, whatever. I don't care. I'll, I'll come back and whatever. He just goes away, and then he comes back a year or two later. He still wants the kids. He still wants marriage. Now he's forty four. Yeah, but he's kind of he has copped himself on, and he has realised maybe he was right after all. I'm not being braggy by saying that. I just I the, the arrogance of the men out there in the late thirties, early forties is earth shattering. It's so annoying beyond belief they say to me all the time sure why would I meet a woman my own age they can't have kids I was like what are you talking about they become an overnight obstetrician because they have a pint with John Joe down the local bar all women can't have kids over 40 oh no 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 they can't I was like what so 25 year old women will call and they will be happy to meet a 25 year old guy and so are guys guys are fine up until they're 32 33 34 they will meet a woman their, their own age Yeah. but the Peter Pans out there the commitment phobic type of guys are everywhere and that's why those guys are on Tinder hoping to meet a 25 year old because he'll say stuff to me unapologetically like I want to have kids but I don't want them yet I want to go out with her for three years then I'll propose then two years after that I want to have kids so you're 50 now yeah you can't have your cake and eat it too and then I say to them do you want to be a 50 year old changing nappies and he's like I guess I never thought about that so we don't think about things we don't plan ahead in Ireland we just plod along and sure we just wait and see okay so let's so let's imagine the listener who is Consider who is now tired of the apps and is going to approach a dating agency, mm-hmm. yours or anyone. What do they need to be considering? So we've said that they need to be in a pool of like-minded people, which is yeah. like maybe a more curated group of people than just a random dating app. Yeah. And then what are the things that people need to consider? Okay, the the biggest hurdles in in Ireland uh, for single people are are definitely this, um, and this is because. I'm 10 years talking to single people and separated and divorced and widowed people. And I don't mean to be arrogant by saying this is definitely it, but it is. Um, It's unwillingness to travel, unrealistic age expectations and academic snobbishness. Okay. Academic snobbishness is only an issue from women towards men. Women towards men. Okay. So the biggest issue that an awful lot of women have is, well, I've got a PhD from Trinners and I've got a master's from UCD and I've got a da 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 and I have 25 letters after my name and they let it define who they are entirely. Okay. And so they think my... They equate intelligence solely with academic qualifications. So they will say things like, I've got this master's in whatever, psychology. I can't possibly date him if he's only a plumber or if he's a building contractor. Okay. God, no. And so they don't actually look at the emotional intelligence. So it's not actually tied to like, I would have assumed maybe wrongly that it was how much a man earned. No way. Women make way more money than men now anyway and have way more disposable income. That's a fleeting statement. Women make way more money than men. They No, they have more disposable income. They do. They do. On average. Absolutely, they do. And that's because women spend longer in third level education. You mean single women who Yeah, yeah. And and climb the ladder. And so there's twice as many women in urban areas than men. Twice as many women in urban areas than men. Yeah, so Dublin, Limerick, Cork, Galway, Belfast. If you're a woman, you're at a slight disadvantage because there's more women than men. And that's because women spend longer in third level, more professional jobs in cities, more women in cities. That's why Tinder doesn't work for an awful lot of people because they have a radius on their profile of 15 kilometers. And they're like, I only want to date him here because I work in whatever, solicitor's firm. And I couldn't possibly uh, meet him if he lives in Wicklow or Wexford or Carlow or whatever because it's not convenient. So we start bringing obstacles into our potential future dating pool. Or the government do, by saying you can't leave five kilometres. True, in COVID times, but this is pre-COVID. Okay. Um, and uh, and they'll now actually, uh, someone who joined, he lives in Munich, and he's like, well, I might as well join now since everything is over Zoom. <laughs> might be uh, someone who does yeah. um, So the, the, the travel thing is a major issue, and it's, it's, it's because women spend longer in third-level education. And then you have John Joe, who lives in Tralee, who says, have you any women in Tralee? We're like, yeah, but well, I'd like to meet those. I was like, it doesn't work out exactly like that. There's a lot more involved. There's a lot of traits and qualities and characteristics that we have to look at. You know, the willingness to travel is a major issue for an awful lot of people. And so we have a policy in here that if you're not willing to travel up to 90 minutes to give yourself the best chance of success, then don't join. Okay. And then in terms of the academic, you know, qualifications, for every one woman in Ireland who has third level education, there's only 0.6 of an equivalent male. So the one for one literally doesn't exist. You walk down Grafton Street now and try and find, well, not now, but 10 women who have PhDs, no bother, 10 minutes, done. 10 men, 
maybe 10 days. Honest to God, it just is not. Men don't put as much of an emphasis on third level qualifications as women do. That's why if women just change the diet a little bit and look at, I don't mean that to be mansplaining, but that sounded very mansplaining. Uh, if they just look at the emotional intelligence and, you know, the communication skills, uh, the drive and ambition that he has. I mean, I had one woman say to me a few weeks ago, because we take a deposit to make an appointment because everyone has to verify their identity for security purposes and so that we know we're not dealing with time wasting. She said to me, how can a guy who hasn't got third level education pay a deposit over the phone for you? I was like, what do you mean? How do you have a credit card? So you have these people who are, yeah, so you have to have apparently a Trinity, uh, you have to be a Trinity graduate to have a credit card. That's terrifying kind of sort of. You can also pay a deposit with a debit card. You can also, like, there's so much wrong with that sentence. My point is she and a lot can have huge academic qualifications, but zero EQ and zero life experience in street smarts. Do you find people for people like that? Like, do those people? No, we don't take them on. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I had one woman who said, I've recently compiled a study on compatibility and I now know that I'm only suited to men within 10 deviation points of my IQ level. And I said, Bridie, we don't test IQ. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, terrifying stuff. And that's the major, and it's only an issue from women towards men. Only. And it's, So what are the things that men are looking for? Like someone in Tralee? Like, yeah. Or what? Convenience. Handy. So I'm in Tralee. Sure, she's in Are Limerick. they more physical? Uh, they, w- no one gets surnames, photographs or phone numbers in here. And nothing goes online. But is it like, I would like someone who has abs. I would like someone with brown hair. When people start talking about hair colour to me, it's quickly nipped in the bud. Okay. Um, I had a woman complain about, she was 68 and she said to me, oh now I couldn't date anyone who has grey hair now. Jeez, no, 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 no. I said, grey hair? I said, I've been grey since I was about 17. You're 68. You'll be matched to someone from your own age, maybe up around eight or so years. He will be grey or he will be bald. And how did she take that? Oh, God, no, now you think I'm awful fussy. Well, well, grey is probably okay, but just not white. And then I found myself splitting <laughs> grey and white hairs with Bridie on the phone. I'm like, Jesus, come on, let's get real here. So hair colour, good night. No, 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 let's not talk hair colour. Let's okay. talk about core values. Let's talk about So what are core goals. values? So, who you see yourself, how you see yourself raising your children. Um, if you want children, um, an awful lot of people don't. Um, you know, the traits, qualities, characteristics, core values, family values, future goals. Uh, how, politics is now actually massive in terms of deciding whether you want to be with someone or not. Like, who would you vote for in a general election type thing? Don't go near me with a, a shinner. Don't go near me with a Fianna Fáil or, or okay. a Fianna Gaylor. Um, now it's COVID-related vaccination stuff. So, so much so that at the moment they're asking us, are you going to ask my future partners or dates. If they've been vaccinated. Yes. And we said, uh, never thought of this, but okay. And so we held a commission in a Morak survey that said 62% of singletons would not date a person if they had chosen not to be vaccinated. Yes. Yeah, so, so 62% of people don't want an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. Not even an anti-vaxxer, but just someone who's on the fence. Okay. They, 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 they're insisting on no them. One, will you get vaccinated? Yeah. And it's the same when the water charges were around. What? I'm not going to date anyone who doesn't think we should pay for water. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to date anyone who likes supports uh, Trump or anything like that. Go away. Okay. Very, very, very. In, in religion, um, massive. I had a woman on the phone and she said, I am an atheist and I don't respect people who have a faith in any God. I was like, wow, okay. Wow. Well, living in Catholic Ireland, that's going to be a bit of an issue here now. Uh, since 85% of our clients are RC lapsed, the majority of people will say, I have a faith but you know we don't go to mass right, but so I want to be a good person lapsed Roman Catholics yeah, so. yeah. But the kids are always in Catholic schools because they're the best and all the rest um, but she said my father was an atheist and my mother was a Bible basher and she rammed religion down everyone's throat and that's why she's really atheist now so, but she actually went as far as to say they're all thick people with faiths are thick thick and I have a you know a scientific brain therefore I couldn't respect anyone who had a faith wow but we get a lot of people calling and saying, I don't want anyone too religious. Yes. Okay. Um, so just no one extreme on yeah, anything. Be really. balanced. Yeah. And meet in the middle and just accept they are the way they are within a certain reason. But an awful lot of uh, people in Ireland, they're very good at identifying other people's flaws, but terrible at seeing that they have their own. Yes. Okay. So when I have a self-aware person on the phone who's humble and who says, you know what? I'm 50. I'm every second age, every day my age. and I don't mind it. Whereas I get calls all the time from people saying I'm 50, but I look 40 because I do Pilates and I do yoga and I eat fish. So my, my omega levels are very high. My water intake is huge. So my complexion is incredible. Therefore, I want a 40-year-old man. And you remember, 
what happens to 40 year old men they want 25 year olds yes. okay. so it, it, it's, it's, it's round and round people's expectations managing those expectations is what a dating agency has to do so what do you think are reasonable expectations for a, let's say a woman in her 30s to have right now so she rings you and she's like look I'm single I've been looking I'm on the apps yeah um, and I want something different well, I'll tell you what they're look what, what they say they're looking for, and the most requested thing is: I just want a guy with his house in order, someone who's driven, who's motivated, who knows who he is, who's a grown up, someone who wants to plan his future, someone who's caring, kind, warm, considerate, who wants a committed fifty fifty relationship, okay. um, and I'm willing to, you know, compromise. I don't care if he's tall. Often they'll say I'm five foot two, but I want a guy over six foot and I won't date a guy unless he's over six foot. Okay, but take those girls out of it. Yeah. So someone's saying I'm happy to compromise. Yeah, I happy to compromise. Um, I just want someone who's there for me. I want a 50-50 relationship and I want a guy who's decisive. The indecisiveness of men is the biggest killer for women. Yeah, um, well, I understand that. Yeah, oh yeah, because it's usually... I've been in a relationship for the last seven years with Johnny and then Johnny was all the time saying, I don't care where we go, you decide. Or I don't care what we do on Saturday night, you decide. It was all shrugging the shoulders. Yeah. Irish Johnny's shrugging the shoulders and not having any part to play in the actual relationship. And that's so what do wrecks. you think that list of things that you've just given about yeah. like that girl and what she wants, do you think that's reasonable? Oh yeah, Jesus, yeah. That's that's our mantra. That's th- So you can find a guy, so you would take that person on who's like, I want... This and this and this. Kind, caring, considerate, warm. Yes, absolutely. And they're the guys that we have and they're the women that we have because you can deal with those with those people. The people we don't take on are people you wouldn't want to date and yes. your listeners would not want to date. And that's the mistake we made in year one when we opened the doors. We took everyone in. We were over Cafe on Sen and we said, oh, dating agency, let's see, let's see how it goes. And we took everyone on. And myself and Rena thought, what the hell have we done? We quit our good jobs and people are horrendous to deal with. They're yeah. just awful. And then this. you can't match them either no. because people don't want to match no, them. No, and they're complaining all the time about nothing. And you're like, we can bring Mary and John together, but we can't make Mary and John fall in love. And some people may have the, the wrong impression of agencies. They think, well, if I join you and I pay you X amount of money, I expect to get what I want, where I want it, how I want it looking. And mm-hmm. it, that's not what it is. What it does is this puts you into a pool of like-minded individuals who want the same shared future goals as you. But compromise will be necessary and you need to be self-aware enough to know that I'm not perfect and he's not going to be either. Yeah, we'll come back to how it actually yeah. physically works yeah. and the structure of it. So in that case then, you, so that person has their, their desires and what, it, like, what else do you ask someone on a, like do an intake with me there. Yeah, so um, it, it, generic stuff like, you know, uh, n- n- name, address, email, you know, uh, height, age, date of birth, um, um, hobbies, interests, music, um, um, you know, sports. What, what, what you into? What, you, what you do? What you do for a living? Uh, college, education. But like, if rest. I say I don't like sports, yeah. But like, I, that's not something that I hold very strongly. It's just I would never watch sport. I discard the sport in the newspaper. Yeah, and but we'll take all that on board, and that's fine. But the people who often hate sports uh, end up with the person who's a sports fanatic and it works out well because they have that little camaraderie and that little. So the opposites, I know it's cliche, but do work out uh, an awful lot. And it's eight humans making the decisions on the matches as to why Johnny is so right you for wouldn't, Mary. If someone, if someone said like, "I absolutely love sports," you wouldn't be like, "Okay, we can't match those two together." Like, what no. are the compatible things that you look for? Do you know, it's it's the core values, it's the future goals, it's the plans. If you're someone who's single, never married, no kids, but you want kids and you want to settle down and you're someone who appreciates, you know, Irish life and you're rural or, or city or urban, it, you, we will match based on the core values that the, the two parties have brought to the table that they're looking for, that they're hoping for, so that you're not wasting your time being matched with someone who has completely different future, uh, you know, uh, goals. And But getting down to the nitty gritty of it, I had one woman ring back and say, I never told you at the interview, but I love the white stripes. So that will really narrow it down for me, won't it? I was like, no, no, it won't. no, it really won't. Um, so people get too fixated on okay. being forensic. And that's that, that that's the last thing that an awful lot of people need to hear. Because I get calls all the time. Teachers are our number one profession, by the way, because the highly female dominated industry that it is. Um, and they have lists, not just teachers, but they have lists of what they want. And we're like, no, put the list away. Stop it. Just you're you're way too forensic. Yeah, so tell us who you are, and just, we'll yeah, just just be honest and be be blunt and be 
real and we will add your profile to our database that has four and a half thousand people on it and eight humans will decide the reasons why Johnny is right for Mary and we'll tell you the profile over the phone we'll explain here's why he's 36 he's single never married no kids wants kids he's quite family orientated he looks after his nieces all the time he, uh, he's, into, he's into keeping fit he runs 5k a day um, you know he doesn't smoke smoking is a big no-no for everyone right okay um, it's the number two uh, number one pet hate from women towards men is tight not because they Play want with money. Yeah, yeah. Not because they want to be paid for, but because they they find it a, a gross trait, which yes. it is. Uh, we had one guy who picked up the Fiverr tip that she left on the on the table back in the day, and she saw, and he didn't think he saw. She saw, and uh, yeah, not good. So he robbed her. <laughs> robbed her blind and the restaurant. Um, yeah, tightness is is, is gross. Um, so tightness is the first one. What's the second one? Smoking. And third one. Um, uh, indecisiveness. Um, right. Just wishy washy. Just I'm so is there anything else that's a real big red flag? Jeez, I could go on. Uh, yeah, um, mammies, boys. So mammies have an awful lot to answer for in this country. I get calls every day from about three or four 65 to 70 year old men who lived at home with their parents all their lives. And at 40, he'd often say to mammy, should I meet a woman? And she says, I don't know. Sure, Jesus, no, sure. No woman will cook or clean the way I do. Stay where you are. You're grand. And it's because mammy doesn't talk to daddy and they live in separate bedrooms. And right, okay. they, she doesn't want to be left alone with this guy. Um, and so she, she puts guilt on him and says stuff like sure your father's back is at him he can't do work on the land you need to stay you need to help us and that's so grant. sad it's so sad and so they die at 90 and he's 65 thinking Jesus I need an heir to pass on this land to who will I ring I'll ring intro and he does and I implore him I spend 20, 25 minutes on the phone to some of these guys and I say please just listen to me and meet a nice woman in your own age group in her 60s have a grand time you're a grand you've loads of money mattress money whatever else just do your own thing he doesn't listen he flies off sometimes to places afar and comes back with a baby. Um, God. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's an issue. And so an awful lot of Irish guys are very, um, they're brainwashed by, by Mammy, unfortunately. And it's Fascinating sad. the stuff that you kind of learn in your line of work. Oh God, yeah. So, sorry, I digress there. You're so fine. we were talking about... The main issues or the main things that people put in their way. Yes, no. So that was... Yeah, the things that people put in their way. So the expectations, not willing to travel. Um, age. Age is a massive one from women towards men. Okay. So we'll get women ringing up at 50 saying, I I feel I look younger, therefore I want to meet a guy who's younger. But the thing is, we can't get guys who are younger to meet what older women. Age is it, what age do you have most people? Like what 37, are, 34 to 49 is the biggest, most densely populated age range in okay. here. Always has been, always will be. And people are older getting married now. We're the, we're the oldest as a nation in terms of getting married. We're 37 and a half for men, 34 and a half for women, I think. Um, and it's because of further education. Women are progressing far higher than ever before. They're doing better in college, better in work, climbing the ladder, outshining men. Postponing then. Postponing everything. And then at 39, she's partnering the law firm or in the stockbrokers. And she's like, yeah, cool. I'm ready. Let's do this. I've got loads of money. I'm on like 250 a year. I've got a great house in Ranala. Let's do this. And we're like, okay, but the 40-year-old men are painful to deal with, Mary. We can't get a 40-year-old man to meet you. That's why people need to really start thinking, let's, in parallel, have and an education and if if are there some forty year old men who are? I have a friend who is a makeup artist, and she's now seeing people that are hiring her to do their makeup pre COVID for their second marriages. Like, is being a divorcee or a widower or any of those things? Oh, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, like people don't care. Not anymore. In in, in we have thirty something year olds, thirty two year olds with 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 kids who are separated and divorced. It's far better nowadays to realize that you know what you're not right for me. Let's get out of this loveless marriage and let's have a chance at uh, a second a second chance basically. Um whereas in the old Catholic Ireland Jesus now I couldn't be getting separated from my sisters and none of my brothers a priest and all the rest okay. you know. I bring shame to the family. That old Irish shame is gone. Is kind of gone especially in urban areas. It still exists in rural areas. We get loads of calls from people ringing up who are in the house and I ask them are you separated? They say, "Oh, I am." Or yeah. I say, all right, are you legally separated? No, 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 no. I was like, why is that? Well, sure, I suppose there's never a need. We're, we're living in a house and we're, we're, we're just living in separate quarters. So there's an awful lot of people who still live in rural Ireland under okay. the same roof, uh, but just won't separate because of what the neighbours might say or they're too stubborn to actually be the first one to say, I'll get out, I'll be the bigger person, you have the house. All right, okay. Okay, so if... So say you're, I, I've decided I want to join into matchmaking. I filled out the forms. You know my core values. Yep. Honesty, open-mindedness, willingness, whatever. Yep. Um, what's the next step? 
So I'll have a call with you and you, I'll, I'll say, okay, here's Stephanie, here's what we do. Here's how we do it. It's five guaranteed introductions. You need to be open to these policies. So you're going to introduce me for f- to five... Five different options. Different yeah. options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Even if the first one... So I said, well, no, if the first one is successful, then great. Good luck. Well, Thank successful you. for how? what deems success? You, you will pause your membership with uh, him if you feel there's a potential you know, uh, relationship going to form. And you can do that after six weeks of meeting each other on the beach or walking in the park. And then you might, we might call you about your second match and you'll say, do you know what? No, that guy, John, I've been in touch with him now for an awful lot of time and uh, I really feel that he's potentially the one for me. So I might pause my membership. So you can pause for anything up to three months. Okay. And that's what, you know, dictates our success. So one in four ends in marriage or long-term relationships and a third of our business is word of mouth. Okay, so say that again slowly. So uh, one in four ends in marriage or long-term relationships and a third of our business is word of mouth. So we say to people, because indecisiveness is one of the biggest issues, go and try and work out with him or her if you are meant to be together and give it three months. And if you think it should take longer than that, well, then you're not a decision maker. You need to hurry up and have this discussion. Okay. Because they, they often sweep it under the rug. And that's why I get calls from 38-year-old women all the time saying, jeez, oh, now I've been with Johnny there for the last five years. And then he dropped the bombshell and said he didn't want kids. And I want kids and I want to get married. I'm like, why didn't you ask him before five years, Mary? But what if Mary, so say you match me with John, yeah. John Smith. Mm-hmm. And John Smith and I, so this is my first match, me and John. And we will go on a date and it goes well and then we go on more dates and we're going out like it's COVID. So like three months, we still don't really know if he's the one. And then like after five months, it's like, oh, this, that was awful. You wouldn't pause your membership if you're unsure. Okay. You only pause when you know that there's definite spark and chemistry and there's definite... But if I don't pause my membership, do you set me up with another move on to date number two, three, four or five. But I can still see John. Yeah, yeah. Do what you want. Okay. We don't promote... Multiple, obviously, but yeah, you will still have his number if you exchange numbers, and you give us permission to exchange numbers. We do so with, and that's that's fine, and that's what works. Um, prior to COVID, we were organizing 100 physical dates in restaurants every single week, and now we're organizing 80 to 100 virtual dates. And the virtual dates, it could be argued, are proving more successful because people are building the foundations of a relationship before they actually yeah. meet, and they're getting to know each other better. They're sitting at home; they're not spending money; they're not. They can have a glass of wine, get dolled up on a Friday and Saturday. And now what's happening is there's more expression of interest from men towards women. So Johnny in the past wouldn't have pleased Mary by telling her, do you know what? I really have the hots for you. I think you're great. Because if she doesn't reciprocate, he's going to feel like a fool. It's like on first dates when people say, oh, you go first. Yes. And then they end up saying, nah, I'm not interested. Mm -hmm. Cruel and whatever. Whereas here, they're like, do you know what? I don't want to be faced with another level five lockdown where I'm looking at the four walls, regretting not telling Mary I liked her. So I'm going to be honest from now on. And I'm going to tell her, I like you. And if you like me, great. If you don't, well, move on. At least I'll be able to sleep tonight. Okay, cool. That's So guys are getting much more proactive. And it could be argued that women are coping with COVID an awful lot more than men because women are much better at nurturing and maintaining friendships and getting on to Zoom quizzes and having the chats and cocktails on a Friday Zoom thing. Yeah. Whereas guys, if they don't have the golf club, rugby club or whatever to go to, they're less inclined to actually get in touch and reach out and actually have a heart to heart. That's why we're getting more men than women joining at the moment. Oh, wow. So COVID has spurred people on, made people realign stuff, focus their attention on what the priorities are going to be in future. And that's why we've increased productivity. We've had to hire two more staff in November. It's bonkers uh, busy. So you... You match me with, so I sign up and I, I'm going to get five dates mm-hmm. that I can pause for three months. Yeah. And there's no time limit on the actual membership when you join. So it might take you a year, to 15 f- months, whatever. You might go on pause five times. You might meet someone down the road and say, geez, that just happened randomly. And that happens an awful lot when okay. people, something switches on or off in their head after they join us and they're not looking anymore. So then it often comes to them naturally. Okay, and so, but if they're, if my membership is, is not paused. Yeah. Um, and I meet someone randomly. Yeah. Oh, but then I'm still available for yeah. you to send me on dates yeah. with someone else. So yeah. I need to pause it. Okay. And yeah. what's really important on that is don't put all your eggs into one basket. I, I'd often have people ringing up, making appointments, and then that night they get winked at on POF or whatever, yes. whatever one they wink on. Um, and they say, geez, I don't think I should join now because that guy winked at me. I was like, are you seriously going to put all your eggs into that wink? Yeah. So it's like, you just, just focus your attention on putting yourself into a pool of like-minded individuals and know if someone says to you a lot of the time, your expectations are pretty high or you have a long list there, Mary. Well, if they're saying it and they're sensible and if you're looking at yourself and you're deciding that 
I'm only going to date a certain profession. I'm only going to date someone who has a certain sort of qualification um, that is a graduate of Trinity, that is a graduate of UCD or wherever. Only yeah. 20% of our clients are Dublin-based, by the way. The rest are all over the, the, oh, wow. the country. Yeah, everyone makes the mistake of thinking they're Grafton Street, so you're obviously all Dublin-focused-centric, and we're not at all, thank God. Um, yeah, but if you're looking at the profile as opposed to the person and the individual, that's where your your problem is. And the major, major, major issue from women towards men and the thing that they're focusing mainly on is is the education, is the profession, and is the um, unwillingness to travel. And Irish people say all the time, what if I live in Dublin and he lives in Galway and we fall head over heels in love? And I'm like, Mary, are you seriously complaining about the fact that you might fall in love with someone after calling a matchmaking agency? Yeah. That's what we do. We catastrophize everything in this country. And we start bringing negativity into stuff. Instead of thinking... Want to be great now? I'll go off, and he has a lovely house in Barna, and I live in Salt, wherever. Grace, no, I don't know, so Dublin. I live in Dublin, and he's there, and I'll meet him one weekend. He'll come to me the following weekend. Just enjoy it, embrace it, and stop putting the cart before the horse. Stop catastrophizing things and bringing chaos into it by thinking it's going to be awful hassle now, isn't it? I have to travel there to meet him, and he has to travel to meet me. Oh. That is what the biggest issue in Ireland is for men and women. Okay, and so, so then. You say, okay, Stephanie, we found someone. Yeah. Tell me, how would you be describing that person to me? So you'd ring me up. Yeah, he's 36. He's an accountant. He's uh, from Kerry, currently living in Dublin. He's single, never married, no kids. Wants kids down the line. Uh, He'd be quite an outgoing, personable uh, character with a good sense of humour. He is uh, quite into fitness. He's six foot one. He's into rugby, hurling. Uh, He's well-travelled. He's been X, Y, or Z uh, country. He is looking for a warm, caring, considerate, kind woman who says yes when she means yes, no when uh, she means no. That's a big request of men. Um, and uh, and doesn't play mind games. And that's why you and him have been decided upon by all eight of our people. So the system that we have is a CRM system that we built it's, uh, ourselves. It's bespoke and it's quite cool and high tech and Jules is our IT guy and he's a genius Um, so that helps us shortlist you to your top three or four matches but it doesn't make the decision the humans make the decision and that's why you get both male and female perspectives working out why Stephanie is right for John and so you hear the profile over the phone we don't send details by email for data protection reasons GDPR um, and you say yeah cool he sounds fantastic or he sounds like the opposite of what I've ever gone for and we say great and then other women will say that doesn't sound like my type and I say, Stephanie, your type thus far has not worked. Stop going for your type, please. And so then you send us, well, I suppose pre-COVID times, you'd, how would it work? Book the restaurant. We book the table in the restaurant under Fergal Arena. Um, so not under Stephanie or Johnny. And uh, we do all the feedback, all the follow-up calls. If so Johnny you'd is, say, there's a table booked under Fergal. Yeah, yeah in whatever restaurant. In Café and Seine. Yeah. And y- how do you know who's who? Oh, because it's booked under Fergal Arena and you both know that. Okay. And you arrive at 7.30 when the date's scheduled for. So um, the restaurant don't know. So that's massive for the confidentiality thing. People yes. would be cringe. Uh, it would be cringe-tastic uh, if people arrived with an Irish Times under their yes. arm or a daffodil or whatever like that. So it's people need to know that it's totally private. But if Johnny is running 10 minutes late to meet Mary, Johnny calls the emergency phone and one of the staff members passes on the message to Mary saying, don't worry, have yourself a little glass of wine or whatever. He's and um, he's on the way. Um, and then the next working day, we do feedback. How'd you get on? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you indifferent? Was there chemistry? And if I say it was ap- there was no chemistry, it was absolutely horrendous. Yeah. What is absolutely horrendous? This is the problem. He, didn't, uh, he didn't listen to me. I was talking at him every time he spoke. Every time I spoke, he didn't listen to what I said. And he just came back with a similar story. I didn't feel heard. I wish it never had happened. Yeah, but one person's disaster is another person's, ah, just didn't go to plan. But we'll move on. So but I'm it, telling you, it felt like a disaster. Yeah, but what you feel is a disaster, other people may not feel is a disaster. That, that That's why we have to say, if it was a disaster, why was it a disaster? And if you're saying that, and he didn't respond to you. But or, if, if you ring him then and he's like, oh, I had a great yeah, time. that happens all the time. But do you go back to me and say, he no. had a great time? Well, if he wants to see you again, he wants your number. We'll say, look, by the way, I know how you felt about that experience. But just so you know... He really felt there was something there. How people interpret things is is so varied and it's so based on uh, personal readiness, uh, whether you're content with yourself, whether you're happy and, you know, ready for this or whether you feel that I fear rejection so much that I know it's definitely not going to work with this guy. And they almost automatically make, make it not it work. Happen. 
Yeah. And, and that's why we say go in and think of it as the worst thing that can happen is you make five really good close friends. That's the best way to approach it. But when we have a 30, I had a 37 year old ring me the other day and she said, I have to be pregnant within six months. I have to be. That's anxiety and pressure that nobody needs. She doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. So people need to really just take it easy and slow down and just embrace this and get to know the person as a, as a, as a potential friend and with a view to something more happening. Has it ever happened where they know each other or they've dated before? Ooh, yeah. I call this, we call this woman about this man and she was separated. No, you did. It wasn't, was it? it no, it was her, it was her brother. Um, we called her about her because she still had the name when she was married and they were five counties apart but she's like Jesus stop. surely that doesn't count as her one no no the date has to physically happen but how did she find out because we, we explained his profile to her over the phone and she's like what and did you say and, and his name his first name yeah and, and, she, and the rest and she's like that is my brother so <laughs> that was weird and then this guy we called this guy about this woman and he said my wife ran off with her husband and we oh, wow. met. Yeah, and they were like three or four counties apart. And we met when the hit hit the fan to discuss, how did you find out? When did you think that things were going a little bit? Did askew? they go on that date? No, but when they met a few years prior, they had the hots for each other and they're like, Jesus, this is this could this, this could is work. Fortuitous. I know. Um, but then they thought, no, we literally would be spending all our money on our kids' counselling sessions for the next ten years, so let's not go there. Let's but not go there. but he said, Well done on the match because she's exactly what I want, but I just can't go there. <laughs> well, that's good. Did he find someone? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, gone. Yeah. Taking a break from the show to tell you about our sponsor, HumdingerMortgages.ie, your new gaff without the faff. Humdinger are an award-winning mortgage brokerage and they specialise in finding the right mortgage for you. The best part is that you deal with the broker and they deal with every major bank in the Irish market so you don't have to trawl around talking to loads of people. They also make the best recommendation on what's the best way to proceed for you specifically and they stay at your side to help you at every step of the way from application to drawing down your mortgage. They're in the mortgage business, right? Not the application business. They have absolutely no interest in putting you through the ringer and getting you to fill out loads of forms without getting a mortgage at the end and they're really honest from the get-go about what the problems might be with your application but then they don't abandon you they will stay by your side and give you the best advice on how to make sure that you are successful the next time you apply they specialise in helping first-time buyers people looking to trade up and people like me who are looking to save ourselves some money by switching our mortgage for a better rate and like for me I'm going to switch my mortgage I'm working with Humdinger because like a reduction of even 0.5% on my mortgage rate can save me like 30 grand in interest over the whole term of my mortgage Mortgages are the biggest financial decision you are ever going to make so take advantage of speaking to experts and go to humdingermortgages.ie to begin your journey as the year comes to a close, we just wanted to thank all our listeners for tuning in to shows on the Headstuff Podcast Network throughout 2022. We'd especially like to thank all the fantastic Headstuff Plus members who have supported their favourite podcasters to keep doing what they love to do. You can join hundreds of fellow supporters on headstuffpodcasts.com and get access to loads of bonus content. From all of us here at Headstuff, we wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I have a couple of listener questions. Great. Um, now, I had a lot of listener questions, mm. but they were mainly just people sending me their dating profiles um, <laughs> to tell you. But yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not how this works. Um, so I have a question for Fergal regarding a friend of mine. She's smart, tall, blonde, beautiful, early 30s, <laughs> doesn't seem to have any luck with dating. The men she goes out with seem nice at first, but eventually show their true colours and turn out to be jerks. She hasn't had a relationship that lasted more than a few months in many years. Part of me fears, and I hope I don't sound like a terrible friend saying this, that part of it is self-sabotage as she doesn't seem to pick up for she doesn't seem to pick up for ages that the guy is just using her so she has issues with communicating with guys relying on what guys say in texts and how they reply to her social media rather than straight up saying what she wants and expects is there a way to say this to her or is it even appropriate to say it to her I honestly just want to see her happy as she puts so much of her self-worth into being in a relationship sorry for the long question thank you in advance I have my answer to this but I want yours first yeah um, yeah no she needs to be told by uh, by the friend there's no point in people hiding behind it what happens an awful lot of the time is people they they boy up their friends confidence levels to dizzying heights and they make them feel like super women and then therefore those women will expect super men and there's none out there and so managing expectations this woman needs to say okay look you're a friend I really like you you're the best but 
there are so many 30-something-year-old, high-achieving, successful, beautiful-looking women out there who are single, but they're single because... This doesn't seem like she has high expectations. The woman is saying it's a self-sabotage that she doesn't seem to pick up that the guy is just using her. It seems like she's actually not got high expectations. She she meets people all the time. She knows that the guy... She knows this deep down, but she doesn't want to admit it herself. But only she, only that woman can actually realise this herself. So this friend shouldn't say it then. There's no point in saying it, is there? It is, I would say it once and I'd leave it alone. Uh, but the, 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 only only that particular person is going to be able to solve this. But quite often, a lot of the time, people who ring us are not ready for us. They're, they, it's not us they should be going to at all. It's a one-to-one. Therapy. Talk, therapy, yeah, yeah, big time. Oh, God, yeah. We, we have to say no very sensitively about 20 times a day because they're looking for someone to fill a void, to fix whatever is, is wrong. They, you know, their, their parents were you know, broke up and they therefore they fear rejection. They fear that the person is going to leave them. So they just, they, they put everything in their way. They put education in their way. They put their career in their way and they say, oh no, I couldn't possibly do that. Sure, I have to do this and I'm doing another MBA or blah, 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 blah. And they, they just say, I'm too busy. That's the major thing because they're fearful of rejection. They're fearful that it won't work out. So that person sounds like a classic case of someone. And no doubt she's probably really successful. She's probably highly educated, really good looking, really into fitness, really into sports. There are so many of those out there. Um, and yeah, it's, it, it's, it's camouflaged, camouflaged in high levels of uh, confidence when really it's deep insecurities. Yeah, because I what struck me in that was that she is so not desperate, but she's so wanting to have a relationship with these guys that she'll hang on to all of the positive things that they give them. Like, oh, he put an X in this text message. Or, oh, he responded to my Instagram. That means he likes me. Rather than stepping back and looking at the bigger picture, being like, actually, he's inattentive. He doesn't communicate with me and therefore I should get out of it. Yeah. This sort of breadcrumb effect that guys can do, Mm -hmm. particularly on, I think, dating apps because they're talking to so many girls there, keeping the plates spinning so they'll give this person an X here, a smiley face emoji here. Um... I think for the sake of the friendship, though, that instead of calling her out on this, just I would probably highlight the things that are brilliant about her and tell her that you, you know, you hope that she can see that and not need a man to reflect it back to her. Yeah. That would be my instinct. Not needing anybody is the, is the major key. You have to be in a, in a place where you feel I'm, I'm, I've got a full life. I'm, I'm content with my, my work, my friends, my family. Everything is going really well, but I just would like to share my existence with somebody and that's all I'm looking for. I'm not looking for him to sweep me off my feet. I'm not looking for a, a knight in shining armour. Once, once her expectations, they don't need to be managed, hers don't need to be managed, but she needs to have more confidence within herself and that is not something that if she's on a dating app that is going to be lethal for her. She's going to be left ringing us in about seven years' time saying, I've been on Tinder or POF for the last seven years and I've been treated like dirt by all these guys yeah. and I'm sick of it. And then that'll turn into anger and resentment and bitterness. Trying to separate yourself, yeah. your self-worth from, from being in a relationship. Okay, I have another question. I'm a 21-year-old female mm. who isn't into clubs, sports, um, or going out. How or where would you suggest I meet someone? I find it we're very limited these days, especially with dating apps. Thanks so much. Yeah, uh, 20 is our youngest, 90 is our eldest. There's more men than women in the 20s and 30s in Ireland. It flips when you go over over 40. That's why people at her age are ideal and she would do very well in the likes of intro because there's more men. Um, And not drinking in Ireland is very common actually now with people who are in their 20s they're usually into very healthy lifestyles they're quite usually well educated they compartmentalize the people in their 20s they compartmentalize everything they say stuff like you know i'm i'm single i don't want to be my college is complete my education is all done my my career is in the right path i would like now to you to, for you to sort out my relationship status they are unbelievably mature in their 20s now and they've been That's class. Yeah. They're forced to grow up so quickly, but she would do very well in the 20s. Absolutely. 100%. I know it's really difficult for you to not be biased, but outside of dating apps, where do you find other people have success in meeting people? Like when someone says to you, oh, I'm, I, they come to you as a client and then they say, actually, I met someone elsewhere. Where are you finding that those people like are also meeting? Yeah. True friends is the, is the major one that's told. Uh, but then that has its, uh, has its pitfalls as well. Because if Mary says... Bridie, I've got this amazing guy for you. You need to meet him. And then Bridie is horrified that Mary could have thought he'd be a suitable match for me because look at him. Or It affects the, in the first yeah, friendship. Same was when two women join together. It's a terrible idea. I, 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 I tell them not to. 
because Bridie and Mary are friends, they're similar age, similar hobbies, looking for a similar type guy. If Mary gets a date before Johnny, what does she have that I don't have? Yeah. And then their friendship breaks up. Okay, so true friends. True friends is major. and But that uh, also, and it's so vulnerable. I really like feel for that, for this, um, I don't want to say her name for anonymity, but, you know, like it's really vulnerable to say to your friends, look, I really want to meet someone. Mm. Do you know anyone? Mm. And like, can can you help me? You know, so you're 21. I yeah, mean, it's difficult for you during COVID now because yeah. this is the, these are the years that you'd be meeting people in. I know college or school or whatever education you're in or work wherever you're working. That's actually it because eighty percent of people used to meet in college, work, or pubs, and now everyone's e-learning, remote working, and not going to pubs. So yeah, it's it's unbelievably difficult to be single in this country now. But th- there is hope is the point and it's not all doom and gloom and when you turn on the radio you, it sounds like the world is ending and it's not and there's a motivation within people now and determination that wasn't there before so I would go as far as to say you have a better chance of success in meeting your match now than you would have prior because of all the distractions that were around. That's, I mean that's really hopeful as, as a message. Um, we could leave it on that I'm just going to go for one more question you've kind of answered it already before we finish Could I, uh, would you ask Fergal about dating in your mid to late 50s? Now we don't know if this uh, questioner is has been single hmm. all of the time or has had a relationship as a divorcee or a widow um, but what are the things that you recommend? Is this and this is a female um, yeah so basically okay we have a lot of um, calls from people who are in their 50s who are second time round, maybe separated, divorced, widowed, and they might have been in a relationship for 25 or 30 years and they're totally oblivious to what's going on in the dating world right now and it scares the daylights out of them. It's I, I always just say, approach it from a realistic, grounded sort of attitude. Have expectations that you know are reasonable and if you if if your friends aren't telling you what's reasonable and what's not reasonable then you need to address that so when they call us we would say okay so we're going to match you with someone from your own age maybe up to but never any more than sort of eight or nine years older whereas okay. the guys at 55 ring up and say i want a 25 a 30 year old um so it's it, it, have reasonable expectations in terms of age be open to traveling uh, look at the person not the profile look at the individual not the profession and look at the core values the the, the traits, the qualities, the important things going forward that will actually build a relationship. Um, and of course, this time, I mean, we have members up to 90. 55 is great. She's young. There's no issue there as long as she has grounded, level-headed opinions of herself and doesn't think she's amazing. That, that sounds crazy, but like every day, I'll get people saying, you know, I look incredible. I look 45 even though I'm 55 and everyone tells me I look great. I was like, every day I hear that, all day long. But you'd be hoping to, well, I don't know, different people have different things, but I would be hoping to be going out with someone who doesn't really care about how I look, whether I look 45 or 55, because if that's the thing that you're relating on, then that's just a depreciating asset. Big time. From here to the grave. The problem is, we're very good at identifying other people's flaws, but terrible at seeing our own. And some people look in the mirror and they see a 45-year-old when you look every day your age and... So being humble and self-aware, when people ring us and say, I'm 55 and I'm every day my age and I know Do you I have know people I'm. ringing a lot who are like, I'm, I really don't like how I look. I don't, I'm not great. I want to meet someone, but I can't and I... Not to that level. They would ring and they'll say, because they wouldn't be able for the phone call even. They wouldn't, okay. they wouldn't even be able to pick up the phone and dial the number if they felt that low. Um, but the people who ring up and say, Do you know what, I'm not perfect. I'm all right looking. I'm grand. I'm no oil painting or whatever. Yeah. They're so clued in, copped on, self-aware and street smart that they do amazingly well. But when I get the highfalutin nonsense yes, of, okay. I look incredible, I'm amazing, I'm this, that and the other. It's like, oh, good night. It, that's really difficult. Yeah. Okay, so uh, if people want to find you, where can they find you? So, um, yeah, so intro.ie is our website. Uh, 6777000 is the number and we're on... Instagram, Facebook, uh, intro dating, at intro dating. And it doesn't matter at all now where you're based because... No, it never did. Uh, All 32 counties catered for. um, And yeah, we just started a franchise, actually just opened in Vienna. So um, yeah, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, that's rolling out. Uh, So that's great. I mean, it's it's, it's extremely busy. It's a good time. The clever ones are getting in and getting on the books now because it takes eight to 10 weeks from the time that people join before a date happens. How much does it cost? 795. Okay. For five guaranteed introductions for no time limit. And um, yeah, they're, they're getting on now so that when Hall announces that we can actually go to a restaurant. Those things are set up. Yeah. And um, I had one final question, which is spoken language. Or is it mainly English? Do you have, because there's obviously a range of... Uh, 
nationalities in Ireland. Yeah, 85, 86% uh, would be, uh, yeah, English uh, speaking uh, Irish people, but people from all over the world, uh, all religions. Um, that's another another whole topic, actually, whether people are want to date people with, from other religions. It's it's not really all that possible, to be Just honest. Just because it's a smaller pool. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but absolutely everyone, uh, every, every, every religion, every age, every colour. And uh, as long as you're open to compromise and looking for a long-term meaningful relationship, we work well with you. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining. And uh, if you have any questions, well, if you have questions for Fergal, you can take them to Fergal. Um, <laughs> but if you have any questions for me or if this brought up anything that you want to follow up with, you can email me at basically at headstuff.org. Thank you so much. That was this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And I have a surprise for you. For those of you who are... Headstuff podcast members who subscribe to my podcast we have a new BOMA thing going on for the bonus material every month I'm going to do a Zoom hangout with the people who subscribe to the podcast we've already done one and it was class I got to hang out I think maybe 12 or 15 people joined in they introduced themselves we had a chat it turned out basically everyone knows everyone in Ballybunion and uh, it was just so lovely so if you're a Headstuff member you will get an email inviting you to the hangout and then just come and we will chat and you can ask me questions or tell me stories and it's just so brilliant. Thank you to everyone who supports the podcast. If you want to also sign up, you can go to headstuffpodcast.com. Our production today was thanks to Alan Bennett as ever. Our music is by Only Ruin and our graphic design is by Kahlo Gara. I'm really looking forward to seeing you next week. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus. 